listening to the Sit Down Standout Show, the podcast where people with all abilities and challenges can stand out from the rest, even if they've got to sit down to do it. I'm Ben and Dykstra, the Rolling Dragon, and it's time for this show to take flight. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sit Down Standout Show. The podcast that gives people with all abilities and challenges the chance to stand out from the rest, even if you've got to sit down to do it. And I guess on this Canada Day edition of the Sit Down Standout Show, the luck of the Irish is with us, as both the host of this show and our guest today are Irish. Only the guest is actually from Ireland. And she is a very unique guest as she has gone and achieved getting a drama degree from university and also a English degree, despite living with multiple challenges of arthritis, autism, epilepsy. Uh, it is quite the extensive list, but I'm sure we will get into it. She hosts the not-so-typical Kate YouTube channel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kate Rowan. Kate, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. I'm always happy to support fellow disabled content creators as we try to spread our messages of inclusion and equality. Absolutely fantastic. So as we get started, as I've said, you've got quite a handful of physical conditions that you deal with on the regular basis. And a lot of these conditions started when you were in your formative high school years. But when did you decide, all right, I have learned enough about these conditions and I'm going to be living with them long term. So I'm going to try to educate and showcase my conditions to people on YouTube. So it was probably a couple of years ago I decided to actually start YouTube. And I felt I started it because I wanted people to have somebody to relate to. Because I found reading people's blogs, watching people's videos, listening to people's stories was really what educated me rather than reading medical journals or listening to doctors. It was listening to people who were living with these experiences every day. And I wanted people to have someone to relate to and then also to hopefully educate people and to raise awareness and acceptance. You know what? I 100% understand that because I was feeling the exact yeah. way when I started this podcast. Yeah. So all of these conditions that you have, being on the autism spectrum, uh, epilepsy, uh, dyspraxia, fibromyalgia, arthritis, the whole shebang, a lot of it is physical conditions that you have to live with. But how did that affect you on the mental health side of things? Yeah, so for me, my mental health suffered a lot when I was around the ages of 15, 16, 17. I found school extremely difficult. I was so anxious, so anxious to the point where I just, I would get to the school gate and I would just turn to my mother and say, I cannot go in. I was so anxious. And then when I went to college, that anxiety kind of turned more towards depression because I was very lonely in college. Okay, but where did that, anxiousness and that anxiety come from was it from having to explain it to everyone was it feeling that they were going to make fun of you or just for the feeling of like uh oh i don't know when i'm going to have an epileptic seizure i don't know when my arthritis is going to kick in stuff like that 
yeah so in secondary school it was very much i think it was sensory overloads every day from the sounds to the smells all the different noises all the different people there was always just so much going on and i found it so overwhelming and i guess when i got to the school gate i knew that that overwhelming feeling would happen as soon as i went into school Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And regardless of whether you are on the autism spectrum or not, that can happen to somebody being overly stimulated and overloaded very easily, especially when we are teenagers trying to discover who we really are and get a sense of what we want to do with our lives. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I can totally understand that. So... You are currently in Ireland. Are you in uh, Dublin, Ireland? No, I'm in a place called Longford, so I'm about two hours away from Dublin. Okay, because I went there for a week in like 2015 on a vacation, had a great experience, but I didn't really get enough time in the country to get a lay of the land. So my question to you is, what do you think in terms of accessibility needs to be improved in the country of Ireland, because I personally don't believe that anywhere in the world is 100% completely accessible for people with unique disabilities. Absolutely. And it's interesting you should mention that because recently I was a volunteer at Pride in Dublin and we had like a quiet bus and an accessibility bus. And we realized quite quickly that there was a lot of accessibility issues. For example, there was one space where the drop curb had a barricade in front of it. I mean, that makes no sense at all. And at the accessibility gate, the guard wasn't letting people in who didn't look disabled enough. And so we realized that, wow, okay, this this is this is crazy a lot needs to change and i reckon it's probably the same all over the world oh yeah i'm glad i wasn't there with that guard because i probably would have had a few things to say about him (laughs) absolutely absolutely and it's ridiculous that there's still such little knowledge like we're in 2023 and there's such little knowledge around accessibility and it has to be brought to the forefront more and more well also you got to remember Disabilities have been around since the beginning of time, but for a long time, people didn't survive if you had a disability. Absolutely. So people might have just written us off as, oh, he was sick. Yeah, exactly. So you got your study in English drama and performance studies, yet from what I've seen on your channel, you are very big into makeup and fashion. Absolutely. Where does that come from and what do you and what do you want to do with that going forward? So from when I was like a little girl, I was in mammy's makeup, I was putting on lipstick, I was dressing up. I have so many photos of when I was a child in the most ridiculous outfits ever. And I think that probably when I was actually thinking about where the interest came from, I think it's a thing of confidence when you put on makeup or a nice outfit. I feel that bit more confident heading into social situations. And it's one of definitely my special interests. And uh, I do some TikTok videos of makeup. I'm not sure where I want to actually go with the makeup and fashion, but I do want to bring it more into my YouTube channel because I just enjoy it so much. I can totally get that. And also, 
it's perfectly normal for anyone, regardless of what your hobby is, to want to have a little bit of escapism to get mm, away absolutely. from the stresses of life. Like you enjoy putting on your makeup and lipstick. I enjoy doing cartoony voices and dressing up in yeah. outfits. <laughs> absolutely. That's it. It's escapism. And it's the same with my other special interest would be theater and horses. And, and it's exactly the same thing. It's escapism and getting away from reality, I suppose. Yeah. I think we all as humans need that no matter what we've been through. Yeah. I think it's just important that you realize it's only a temporary break. Yeah, absolutely. So you started your YouTube channel a year ago, and I've been watching a couple of your videos for research purposes, and I really like them because they are very simple 10-minute videos. They're very informative on busting myths of what individuals with autism might have to deal with or uh, what somebody with a physical disability might have to deal with. And it's not in a, you're not shoving it down anyone's throat. You're talking about it in a very respectful educational way. And I really, really appreciate that. But out of all the things that you've talked about, what do you think is the most difficult thing to try to educate people who don't know not just about the challenges you face, but just the challenges of disability in general? That is that is a very good question. And I think one of the main things is kind of to make people see that we want to do the same things in life. We want to work. We want to have an education. We want to have friends. We want to have maybe relationships or go out and socialize and to make people see we want all these things. But to be able to do that, we need to get something back from people in society as well to help us out a little bit. Oh, 100%. And I feel of myself when I try to educate these, uh, make these podcast episodes, one thing I want to educate people on is that, sure, it might seem that we sit in giant wheelchairs or that we get a government-assisted check, but it's not because we are lazy. It is not because we are trying to be relaxed and having fun all the time. It's because we struggle in this society to get a reasonably paying yeah. job that we can do. It's not because, oh, these wheelchairs yeah. are cool toys for us. It's because we need them. <laughs> That's absolutely it. Yeah, exactly. And and even like, it's just a small example, but I, I would suffer with tiredness a lot, which means most days I'm going to probably have a nap. But you almost feel bad telling people, oh, I, I had to have a two-hour nap today. It's almost like they look at you as if, oh, my God, isn't it well for her that she can sleep half the day away? Whereas in reality, I have a reason for that because I suffer bad with chronic fatigue. I could totally get that because I usually need to lay down on my back to stretch out for a few minutes after an interview like this. Yeah. And then I feel like, yeah, you know, there's so much more that you could do with the day and you've got so many hours left. But at the same time, you got to realize your body is different from the average person. And it's not your fault yeah. if you're worn out. It's not your fault that Absolutely. you might feel this, like sometimes you might feel more emotional than the average person because you have more challenges to deal with. That's exactly it. Exactly. Like, I remember as a kid, I would get like so mad at school dances when it's like, wait a minute, how the heck am I supposed to dance sitting in a wheelchair? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you looking to hire? 
check out JobQuest. JobQuest helps people who are facing employment barriers find jobs by providing coaching, on-the-job training, and follow-up support. So when you hire someone through JobQuest, you know you're hiring a reliable, high-quality employee. And JobQuest will help match your needs to the strengths of potential employees. So you'll also know that you're hiring the right fit. JobQuest is a division of Community Living Trent Highlands. Find out more at clth.ca today. Hey, my fellow standouts, it's the Rolling Dragon, Ben and Dykstra, here to ask you a couple of questions as we've reached the halfway point in our program. Has life thrown you a curveball? Have you lived with what many people would consider unfortunate circumstances or unique challenges? How have you turned them around into something positive for yourself and for others? Is it your time to stand out from the rest? Well then, register as a guest at www.rollingdragonmedia.com and get ready to stand out from the rest. And now, for the rest of our story. So, out of curiosity, because we all have rough days with our challenges, whether it's physical, whether it's psychological, but what out of all of the things that you deal with, what challenges you the most? I think the biggest challenge for me would be, well, there's probably two things that spring to mind, really. And number one was the chronic fatigue that I mentioned, because that just wipes me out. Another thing I think is probably because I'm autistic, social interactions can be really difficult. Like if you asked my mother or my best friends, they'd say, oh, my God, she's so chatty. She never stops talking. But if I was in a group setting where I didn't know everybody, I would be so quiet. You wouldn't hear me say anything because I'd find that group setting and social interaction so difficult. I honestly feel the exact same way unless I'm like performing something. I yeah. see all these people and I'm like, there are too many of you here. Bring somebody I'm <laughs> familiar with or let me go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we all have people who inspire us and motivate us to keep going forward with whatever we're doing, whether it's our YouTube channel, whether it's our schooling career. Who is that for you outside and inside the disabled community? Oh, that is such a good question. I think outside the disabled community, my mammy, because she is just fantastic. She is my best friend and she supports me in every way possible. And she's always my biggest cheerleader and the first person to always watch my videos. Within the disabled community, there's an organization I volunteer with called NeuroPride Ireland. And so they're an organization run by neurodivergent people for neurodivergent people. And I have met so many fantastic people in that community that have made me feel so welcome and have made me feel like I'm not alone in all of this. So, yeah, that would be my answer for that one. Okay. Well, I think everybody needs that. Like for me, yeah. Like I go to pro wrestling events for fun because to me, I love watching. Oh, amazing. And it feels like barriers don't necessarily exist when you go to those shows because I've seen people of all types wrestle. I've seen people of all types in the crowd. It's almost like we're all here to have fun. And that's what life should be about in general. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such a cool interest to have. Oh, yeah. So. <sighs> As you said, you're not 100% sure where you want to go with your makeup and fashion choices for your career. And I totally understand that because it took me a whole year to put this podcast together. But is, is there any goals that you have that would require your uh, master's degree in English or your drama performance? 
so I do have a master's in drama performance studies and I was considering doing like a PhD. So like going up a level. And I decided at this point just to take a little break from education because I feel like I've been in education forever. And my goals at the moment are really focusing on my YouTube channel and just growing that and reaching more people and volunteering in my community. And I would love to have the opportunity to like go into schools and like talk to teachers about inclusion and how to make schools a more inclusive environment for all students. Okay, I can totally, I can see that. A lot of people have told me that uh, that I would actually make a good teacher because I had a way of like, I took both American and Canadian history when I was in high school. Okay, cool. Did pretty well with that because I always was fascinated by like, okay, how do we get from the past to now, you know? Yeah, that's such a cool point, actually. And I, they also said that like, hey, you'd make a good preacher. And I said, no. I wouldn't make a good preacher. I've got the voice for it, but I don't have the honesty for it. <laughs> if you don't believe in it, then you're doing somebody a disservice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You should always be authentic with yourself, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, you have to believe whatever you're saying. Yeah, so I feel like I would just upset them if I went in there and started doing hymns. <laughs> well, Kate, it has definitely been an interesting story. I feel like if we were not in a separate country, we would be hanging out together on quite the regular basis because we've kind of led similar very similar pathways. 100%. So you've mentioned that you would love to go into schools and talk to kids and try to educate people on the challenges of disability. Um, what piece of advice would you give to someone with, it doesn't matter what the disability is, but what piece of advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their day-to-day -day challenge or is just trying to understand it? And then what piece of advice would you give the non-disabled community? brilliant question i would say that listening to other people's stories reading other people's stories is fantastic because you do get tips and you do get suggestions and and things that you mightn't even think of yourself but that somebody else has thought of because they've already been in your shoes and then to the non-disabled community i would say just remember we're human give us a chance and you know like as I said earlier, we want the same things in life as as non-disabled people. And just to be aware and make, like, for example, with teachers, make accommodations for students, whether that's not having such a loud bell at the end of class for autistic students or making sure that every classroom is accessible. 100%. I can totally agree with you. And those things that you mentioned they will take time so don't get yeah. upset right away if somebody says that right now it is not in our budget that doesn't yeah. mean they don't care that just means that it is difficult to get those things because living the life of a disabled person is not cheap no it is not <laughs> no the wheelchair i use brand new is like 10 grand oh my days yeah. So it's a good thing that in some way our governments give us a small chunk of money so that we could live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So as we start to wrap up this interview, do you have any final thoughts before we finish this? Oh, you're probably on the spot now. Final thoughts. And um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I've so enjoyed this and I've been listening to your podcast recently. 
um, and I just absolutely love them. And I think it's so fantastic that there's a platform for people to share their stories and to sort of widen the net in the community and get to know other people, because I think that's so important. Because at the end of the day, it's, we're a community and we've got to stick together. 100%. And that's the same thing in life. We are all on this weird journey together and we only get the one as far as we know. So Absolutely. So 100% stick together. Where can people yeah. find your content if they want to learn a little bit about your disabilities or if they just want to learn something a little bit interesting? So you can get me on YouTube, Not So Typical Kate. And then I'm also on Instagram and TikTok, Kate and Rowan. And Rowan is spelled R-O-W-A-N. 100% we will have notes. We will have these in the show notes below. And one thing is for sure, this episode has been anything but typical. I am She is not so typical, Kate and Rowan. And until next time, keep calm.